Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, well, I want to say festive version of the, of the Redman podcast. It is and it isn't. We very much had a specifically festive podcast planned to go out on a normal time on Tuesday. It was going to be pre-recorded because we've had it, obviously, trying to balance work, life and Christmas. Um, but we couldn't do that because, obviously, the Premier League's future has been up in the air for the last five days. The Premier League clubs met um, and the owners met at one o'clock on Monday to decide what was going to happen in the face of rising COVID cases and, and, a, and a slew of fixture postponements that we've seen over the last week or so. And um, we're going to be discussing the, the, what, what's come about from all that. We're going to be taking some Christmas themed kickoff questions and we're going to have a little look ahead to Leicester in the League Cup now that we know a little bit more um, about on how that might impact uh, Jürgen Klopp's team selections. Uh, and Paul Machen. Steve Hall joins me for this one. Uh, yeah, very slapdash. We, we, you know, we're, we're working, we're working. Ben in the midnight oil. I mean, it, we're live, so you all know that it's not. It's half five. Um, it's late for me. That's it's very much. I'm very much. I, I, it's, it's tea time, and I'm not eating me dinner, and I'm hangry. Um, but I'm here to discuss co- vaccinations and COVID and COVID. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Ho, I, ho, I, ho. I, like I say, I don't think we. We wanted to do something really festive for the podcast, like we usually do. We just didn't know if the tone was going to be right because we didn't know we've recorded it and then football's cancelled or behind closed doors or it's not on or it is on. So I think we that's why we made the decision isn't it, to go later today and after this meeting and see what happened. Mm-hmm. And it turns out nothing happened. Yeah, it's we, we it just we, we we roll on and we roll on. The story was they decided they looked at all the situations that saw more than 50% of the games postponed at the weekend. We saw postponed fixtures in the midweek fixtures before that. We've seen Tottenham Hotspur now boosted out of the uh, Conference League because they couldn't fulfill their fixture against Wren. Um, and the Premier League's answer to this was, ah, shut up, just get on with it. <laughs> which I thought was which I thought was great. And the problem we've got with all this, and we'll go through some of the details in a sec, but like... <sighs> I mean, I get it. Like the owners have lost so much money across the club. They're terrified of a world where if you set a precedent of we miss a round of games, then you're on a pathway to let's give football a break for a bit or let's start cancelling or that, you know, and, and there's a lot of managers who are very wary, I think, of a world where we end up with another postponed period with no with no football happening. Yeah, it's partly that. It's also the fact that like the games have to be played somewhere, and like we don't know. We, again, we just don't know where the world's going to be in two weeks' time. Weeks, we just do not know anything. Um, like so, so is it a case of you just go on, you just crack on because like you could have a two-week break, and then in two weeks' time the, the numbers haven't gone anywhere in the country. We don't know where we are, and then you yeah. and then you just open a football up again in the middle of it, and it's harder to do that. Yeah. It's harder to say everything's the exact same as it was two weeks ago when we jibbed it off. Here you go, lads. 
Catholic. Well, let's, well, let's, oh, yeah, or, well, we'll leave another two. Because if yeah. you remember, the you know, when it was originally stopped in in 2020, you know, it's mad that we're almost two years up, up catching up to this. It was it was going to be postponed till the end of the month, and then we so we had this hope that Footy would be back within weeks, and then it wasn't. Now I can't quite see that being the situation, and there's certainly some political manoeuvring just to try and encourage footballers to get vaccinated. But I think I wonder whether there's a bit of that to it, of course. But the, their solution to this is just just play under twenty ones or under twenty threes as it is these days, which as long as there's uniformity. Because that's been the problem this last week is that, you know, there's been no clarity over how many cases certain clubs have actually got and who those players are because there's a lot of tangled up in, like, Premier League contracts say that the medical records are allowed to remain secret, effectively. That's part of players' contracts to the clubs. Yep. So the clubs actually, technically, if the players don't want that to be public knowledge or the agents don't want that to be public knowledge, then the clubs aren't allowed to make that public knowledge. Now, Liverpool seem to be setting quite a high bar in terms of all of this stuff, it looks like they've sat everyone down and just gone, this is the reality of the world, no dicking about. If we want to get achieve what we want to achieve, then this this is how, how we're going to tackle things. But quite clearly, that's not happening uh, across the board. But the issue with this is, what, what we wanted to hear out of this, and we might yet hear this, is what's the bar? So what is the bar for can, for a postponement? What they've said is, it's, can, if you can feel the team that's got a goalie, and 13 players, so if you've got a squad of 14, then you've got enough players to have a full team and three players on a bench who you can bring on. That's, that's the bar. Yeah. I suppose I'm a big NFL fan and want to listen to the NFL. got a lot of stick and rightly so whether because it does some really I don't know, dodgy thing. Not dodgy, but like something questionable, ethical, moral things at times in terms of players and safety and stuff. But they have a thing called the COVID list and a player drops out, they get put on that list and you everyone knows. That will make it a bit clearer. So for example... Games and what again? There's games that were meant to be played at the weekend in the NFL that are getting played tonight and some yeah. on Tuesday night, and it was just they moved them along a bit because they were able to say, "Here's every single person on the COVID list who's got COVID. Here's how long they're going to have to isolate for. That's why we can't play the game." Now we don't know. Like for example, Leicester had we think six COVID cases and then five injuries as well, so that counted as eleven players out. In which case they can't play a game. But that we're all we're guessing here. We, we are guessing. The problem is there's no there's no trust in it. No, because. There's so much at stake with every get, every kick yeah. of the ball. The clubs will do everything in their power. And we saw this, the self-interested owners, you know, God knows, you know, the West Ham, the dickheads who own West Ham, coming out and having their... Two the null and void stuff. All the null and void stuff when it was just clearly in the interest of keeping their clubs in a better position. You know, where all the relegation clubs, oh, well, let's null and void it. And the problem is, again, it's it's like Sam Allardyceian culture of using everything to your advantage, it's a big game. It's very, it's very Tory behaviour, to be perfectly honest. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you know, it, there's like, well, as long as you're not breaking the rules, but if you're bending the rules, and to be honest, even like Liverpool will have a degree to do that. We all do that. Like it's the dark arts on the pitch, but there's the dark arts off the pitch, and the fear is because there's no trust amongst different club to club that someone won't use this to their advantage, and because that doubt exists, and because there's not enough transparency over which players are in or out, that's just going to grow. That, and it's why Liverpool were very clear that Jordan Henderson had a cold and did not have COVID because of because him being out with an illness at the same time. It's two things. It's it's them trying to set an example and go, look, we're telling you everything that's going on with our players. But equally, it's to stop anyone going. When he then comes back after a couple of days, people go, hang on a second. Why was he? What? what have, have you just? Have you lied or have you 
retested within the 10 days and then all this kind of stuff. It's it's a mess. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a big mess. And I don't think they've solved this. They haven't solved this problem at all. They've just basically gone, hey, we'll suck it and see. Yeah, and they've said they'll review it in two weeks' time and they'll see where we are and see where the country is again. It's one of those pause that like I think they've are we just are they just happy to let COVID spread then? That's we're happy we're happy for everyone to get COVID as long as fourteen of them don't. That it sounds yeah. that's potentially and again I don't know what the right and wrong answer is. Like I do not know what the answer is because like I say, COVID we're gonna have to li- we're gonna have to learn to live with it forever. It's gonna be here forever in some form. Again, there's vaccinations and there's stuff and the in and out of lockdowns and, and at some point it's got to all stop. But, but I just don't know what it is and what the answer is. I'm not clever enough that I, don't, I, I vote people in charge to figure that out. Yeah. They haven't got a clue either. So it's it's like I don't know what the right answer was. I think the, the more important thing for the break, and I would have been for the break on that, that game of the 28th, 29th, 30th, and it seems like Liverpool were pushing for this as one of the clubs ultimately couldn't get an agreement, is it's not really all to do with the stopping of spreading COVID, which, by the way, is a big part of it. It's also the guys who haven't got COVID are going to have to play less than the League Cup on the 22nd, then play on Boxing on the 26th and then 28th. And usually you'd say... Use your big squad and rotate and give five, six, seven of these glads a rest in well, each of them. Now Liverpool can't do that. Well, yeah, let me like, give the best example. I've just done the starting 11 prediction and we had a chat about it on the build-up show for Leicester. Is Liverpool's midfield three that started against Spurs was Tyler Morton, uh, James Milner and Naby it was Kate. Naby Keita. Now, in an, any other world, that's the midfield three that starts against Leicester, but they've just started the senior game instead. And what you're looking at then is, okay, so you've got Oxley Chamberlain to throw into the mix and then senior options. We've seen Tacky play in midfield. Sorry, I'm just looking over at our board, mm-hmm. so I can just ignore my my, my mm-hmm. eyeline on this one. And then you're getting into into realms of, do you have to change, you're probably having to change formation or you're trying someone out, out, completely out of position or you're putting another random kid, kid in there. And you're right, look at what's available to Liverpool. So there's a chance that Fabinho might be back by Boxing Day. So because of the, depending on when he first registered as positive, I think technically I think the 10 days comes to the Sunday the 26th, I think. Now, even if that's the case, that's his isolation ending. He can't play Boxing Day. Exactly. He's not, he's been training on Zoom or in a in a in in his garden or something for, for 10 days leading up to that. So he's not physically ready for that game, but you might have to take the risk. So you might have to drop Fabinho in. Well, that, what you're doing is you, you've got an increased risk of injury. We've seen Brendan Rodgers talking about this. We've seen Gerard talking about this as well and that's where the, the complaints are coming from Jürgen Klopp saying I've not got enough players to, to to do with this in this situation and that's this. bear in mind Liverpool we had a full squad a week ago like we, we got every we had everyone back from injury Curtis Jones finally back from injury Harvey Elliott's on the mend we actually had the biggest squad to choose from that, we, that we've had and then all of a sudden there's four additional four players have just been taken out and there's not that's not count, accounting for the fact that let's be honest given the way it's going I would be shocked if there wasn't another case or two that presents itself in the next week um, and then as you say what you what you're left with who, who are you rotating in and if they want the integrity of the competition, that's I think they're doing it because there's two variations on integrity. On te- integrity is, you know, give it a week and let everyone get the things back. But then again, what happens when clubs then lose? We lose three attackers to this in two weeks' time when everyone comes back. You're left with the same situation or just go press on. But it's always going to preference. It's going to favour bigger clubs because we're going to have deeper squads and better quality of under-23 players. It's a mess. It's, it's just a mess. Yeah, we just don't know. Again, I don't know what the right answer is. 
I don't know, and I, and I think the 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 main worries you've got looking ahead. If, if you stop, if you stop playing, it's where it's a when you come back because you could, we could, you know, life goes on. People, the players, and again, they're not going to lock themselves in the house. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe they they just turn themselves back into bubble robots. But that's hard to do again. And life, you know, if you've got kids, you go to school, yeah, and come back to the house and you know like we don't know how like, these positive cases come it's just they're, they're, it's it's out of control in the country the trick the trick's gonna have to be unfortunate because I, I, I look in wider society I I can understand that there's there's trepidation over vaccinations and stuff people are we're, we're all anxious about a variety of things you know it's uh, you know if the, if I had to do it by double uh, if I had to be vaccinated at a great height that'd certainly put me off doing it I mean it's not the case but it, but it is but I, there are certain uh, there are certain places and professions in this regard and you see in the conversation already turning towards this lots of lots of stories over the weekend. Jürgen Klopp talking about like profile and players who are who are double who are double vaccinated in terms of who you wouldn't who you wouldn't sign. Gerard mentioned it as well, and Klopp talked about them basically being a danger to the rest of the squad if you're getting someone who's not because they end up having to have their own training regimes. They have to travel on separate coaches. They have to do all this and that if we're in the middle of a, of, a, of another spike. That it's. Hopefully there's a degree of it which is just like just go and get it sorted. And I get there's a lot of fear. There's a great article by um, Si Hughes on the on the Athletic on this, by the way, where he talks to an unnamed uh, EFL chairman, I think it was, who said he explained some of the difficulties in this. Is there's people in their twenties who are just basically being fed loads of really questionable information online and then being a bit panicky about what about the impacts and all. Which of course, if you if you foretold loads of negative things, you wouldn't actually feel negative yeah, things about it. And the- it's like, but I'll be honest. If I only went off my mum's and my auntie's Facebook walls, I would be terrified to let my children leave the house because apparently there's paedophiles and predators on every street corner. But that it's all about how much of that information is presented to you and how susceptible you are to yeah, it. Well, yeah. But the pre- but they're gonna. I think they're gonna just present a situation where they go. Is the reality, lads, and that's where we're all at. Really, we might not like it for whatever reason, but they're just going to lead themselves to a path of saying, "Soz, this is the world. This is this, and this is what they're presenting as the solution to it." The flip side is, mate, Liverpool, everyone's vaccinated, at least, and. and Fabulous. But clearly Liverpool have had that conversation as yeah, the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool have been mature enough to have the conversation amongst the camp and say, "This is the science. This is the, this is this this is the solution." This is what we're we, this is what we're choosing to which we're going to choose to buy into, and of course it hasn't stopped Liverpool having cases. But the but what's been encouraging so far from the reports is the Van Dijk, Thiago, uh, Jones, and Fabinho are all asymptomatic. So yeah. when they come back, they should be able to walk straight in without yeah. any. The only one who had symptoms was Henderson, who tested negative. It has and nothing to do with and I think Jürgen referenced. He said it was a, again. I'm, I'm not getting into the the weeds of vaccines, pros and cons. Like, but it, he said like. The, they didn't have the boosters in time, which maybe didn't help them in this regard. And I think that's happened to a lot of the country. People again, there's people who are anti-vaccines and what that UBU, whatever. People who are pro-vaccines, a lot of it are cases like if you get the, you know, there wasn't time for the booster before it happened. So there's people who've had all three jabs and still got COVID. So it doesn't stop anything. The problem is, yeah, it's nothing. There's nothing. There's no hundred percent solution to anything. But we're in football in particular, where we're faced with now, whether it's whether we like it or not, whether we feel it's been it's been a thing, a situation that's been manipulated by duplicitous 
sources, pernicious forces from outside, or whether it's just something that's happened by by accident or whatever. The reality is now what the reality is, and they need they're going to need to do something that reduces the risk because your boys is going nowhere, and football is going to continually face this problem because every week fifty thousand of us get into a stadium together to watch this as well. So the, it's never going to be you're never going to be able to cut out cut it out completely. But what they're going to try and do is is try and minim, minimize the impact of it, and the only way for them to do that is to have as close to 100% vaccination rates as possible and and again, that's why I'm quite pleased with how Liverpool have handled it and how maturely they've handled it because hopefully what it means is that that will the impact will be lower, and we've seen reports already. The vaccination rate is higher in other leagues around Europe, and it's having a far lesser impact. They're not they're not postponing games at the rate that they're postponing them in England. Now that could be because we're all money grabbing, cheating, corner corner cutting, you know, blitz trying to gain advantage in games, or it could be. That, you I know, suppose the flip and, and need to be vaccinated. other countries again it, it's different rates of COVID so they may be having hit the wave that we've hit and maybe we're ahead like there's so much around it that we just like it's so uncertain and there's so much about it like at some point it's almost like they've gone right we're just carrying on until we can't and if it means that we have to postpone four games a week but the other six can get played then that is then we are where we are and we'll deal with this mess when hopefully out of the you know this madness that we're in now where it's just gone out of control and Listen, the other elephant in the room is that there's government decisions to be made soon as well. Mm-hmm. like Which might impact things like behind closed doors and all that kind made, of stuff. I, I, I don't think they ever would, but they could just knock it all down again. They could, again, and last time, remember it was the Premier League who called it off before the government did. But like we don't, we're, in the, we're beholden to that as well. Yeah. There's just talk of a circuit breaker after Christmas and two weeks where you can't go to the pub after five o'clock and, and all this, kind of, I don't know what it is. We are beholden to it. I think... Like if you're talking about player safety, then they haven't made the interest of player safety out of it. They, they haven't made that decision 100% because the 100% decision would be less games. You could have a, a, a the, the two week break of something like that. That's the 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 ultimate player safety answer. If that's what the the messaging was. Well, the ultimate player safety answer, to be perfectly honest, is to take a two week break or three week break, but also make vaccinations mandatory for everyone in the league and all the staff that work at football clubs if they want it. If they want to be a hundred percent committed to it. But I, I they're never I, ever going to do that. Are they? No, no, no. Well, they might have to at some point. But the but the you know interesting tweet here from Melissa Reddy saying seventy seven percent of Premier League players have been double jabbed. Eighty four percent have had one jab no specific details as the clubs or individuals be provided by the league and player vaccination rates will now be publicly communicated at the end of each month beginning in January which is going to be interesting to see because you put you there was one earlier from Dan Rowan wasn't it yeah who said there's um it's a uh, 70 the same thing 77 percent of Premier League players have received two the league says player vaccination rates will now be publicly communicated and there was one 84 percent on the vaccination journey was one and then there was a newer one sorry Joe, I'm just going to click off this a sec um where I need to find oh yeah that was, that was oh, I haven't put that up on the screen yet where 19 percent of players uh Premier League revealed 19 percent of players in October had not had any jab now it's 16 percent would you work out the math means it depends like it's not a lot is it because if, if on average if you've got 20 teams with a 25 man squad I mean, it's not the three percent of that isn't a lot. It's just it's basically twenty times twenty five. It's 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 not a huge. It's double amount. figures, but not by not by not by tons in terms of the. No, so 20, 20, 20, 25 is five hundred. Three percent of five hundred 
is like 15 people. So yeah. who knows? Like we don't know. Like again, it, it, that depends on squad size yeah. and everything. And if, if they count on 23. Look, I'm on all this, and it's worth highlighting. No, I'm not an expert, of course. I'm not. Uh, but but my point on all this boils down to if we're being told that that vaccination is the answer, then make vaccination the priority. You, you know, and that's what that and, and and if this just encourages, you know, we've had this we've had this happen in other countries where they've made proof of vaccination and entry requirements into venues and restaurants and all that because they know that there's a there's a that where the lowest take up on this is in a particular age group who are the kind of people who would who would want that in their lifestyles so they've made that a thing to try and encourage that to get up and at that again it's just the, the thing the problem we've got without going too far down the political rabbit hole on this is I get it I get why people are skeptical because the people who we've told we've in this city we've spent 40 years telling people don't trust Tories and don't tr- we literally have banners at the ground don't trust conservatives the conservative party don't and don't trust people in power and all that kind of stuff and then now we're in a world where they're the ones tasked with telling us what we need to do to be able to get through this and not only that they're not fucking doing it themselves so of course everyone's going to look at it and go well that doesn't make any sense and, whatsoever and that the message changes so it was yeah. it was to take two two vaccines and then everything will be fine and now it's like actually you need a third booster mm. and then it could be another one I, again it, i get it like i'll be honest i am i'm only I'm, i've had them out, both my vaccines and i'm gonna get the booster but i people like and i think jürgen said this as well he, he said morally he thinks people should do it but you can't he doesn't think you should mandate people into doing anything in terms of their body and i can't i understand that as yeah, well 100%. yeah so i don't think you can say it's every, every but, but it, I, and it's not the same and i appreciate that this is a this is a loose analogy in this regard but I, the, the one that reminds reminds me of it it was the 80s yeah, the early when they when they made seatbelts in the back of car seats mandatory, they said right every car's got to have seatbelts. And our car and it's people younger going like seatbelts are always in the back of cars. Our car didn't have seatbelts in the back of it because because none of them did because you didn't need to have them. And we had to take our car to the garage and go and get uh, get the seatbelt fitted. So I was allowed to drive. You couldn't take your kids in the car without the seatbelt in the back. And that was your choice. It was like, well, if you want to continue to use your car. With kids, then you've got to have your seatbelt. All passengers in the back of your, you've got to have seatbelts. And there would have been a point prior to that when seatbelts at all came in. And you had that choice where it's like, well, hang on a second, why am I putting myself out? I've got to find the time in my day. And I presume, but again, it wasn't, I didn't live that from the financial perspective, but get the money to make this kind of happen. But it became a thing, and now we're just accepting of it. And it's a, it has a little bit of a uh, that kind of vibe to it. It's it's just a shit, because ultimately, from our regards, we just want footy to carry on. Yep. Just, I just want to see Liverpool. I want to see Liverpool go on and, and, and do what this Liverpool side should. And I'm I'm at the position where it's small things that can make tip, can tip over arguments and all that. Whatever it takes to make sure that Liverpool get to keep taking to the field. Because this is the thing, Liverpool are doing everything in their power. But you made a mention before, there was a, there's a point on, I think it was on one of Dan's one, the one about across the EFL. So it's 59% of our two jabs across the Football League. Like, you know, Liverpool are going to come up against... Shrewsbury in the FA Cup and I don't know what their vaccination rate's like but you're going to come up against teams that aren't like that and they then increase the risk of our players and coming into contact it's a it's a clusterfuck yeah it is isn't it? again I don't know what the right answer is like it, 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 the, the only way it goes but away is like what we saw over the last year or so is when the rates go down everything seems better and more things open up and football follows suit it's no surprise football's where it is now because the country's where it is now like Everyone knows someone who's had it recently or got it or mm-hmm. is isolating because they've had it. Like, we work in office where there was eight people at times, and like three of us had it in the last what, couple of months. And, mm-hmm. and like, it, it, it's it's everywhere. Like, that's where we are. And I, I just don't know. 
what the answer if, if the answer was just to stop footy yeah but the point is you're not you're not meant to know the answer and I'm not not, not no. meant to know the answer and the problem is, is again it goes back to this erosion of trust but somebody somewhere has got to make a decision and they have made a decision at least and the decision right now is they carry on yeah, but- and they continue to use the squads but it's this is just this isn't solving the problem this is just living with it but yeah. again it all just feels like they're driving down this pathway of encourage as many footballers because there's going to come a point where they're going to their, their working options are going to end up being limited you know you're not going to be you're going to be less inclined to sign a player who's more likely to miss football matches or more likely to encourage to get other lads in your squad missing football matches and all that kind of stuff and hopefully get to a point where you know th- th- that can happen across society such that we're not back in a situation because the worst thing for us as football fans is we get back to a football being stopped worst case scenario and b is is we're back to empty football grounds again because it was it was shite and i think that's to be honest it looks like that's the way we're heading yeah. or at least reduce capacities and stuff like there's again circuit breakers and stuff i wonder paul if, uh, again we'll cross this bridge when we get to it but like if the premier league sorry if the government said Two weeks circuit break at the tournament. But by the way, it was maybe a two week circuit break last March and we were locked down till summer. So like don't don't bank on it. But if they said we're having a two week break of we're not no 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 fans in stadiums, no big gatherings and stuff, I wonder then if the Premier League would say, Right, then we'll have a break then. Because it's only gonna be two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll give them that two weeks. And if it goes past two weeks, then we'll go behind closed doors. But rather than having to play two or three rounds behind closed doors. I wonder if they'd say, right, we'll take the opportunity and we'll have to break now yeah. just so that we can have fans. Well, because we saw them is. do this, Paul, didn't we? We saw yeah. them do this at the end of last season where they postponed around the fixtures a bit later so that the, both teams could both teams could have a, a home game with, yeah. a, with the fans in the yeah. stadium. We saw them do that. It's just the knockout. And, and to be fair, you, we're lucky in some regards that because the, the <laughs> lucky that the World Cup's been moved to the winter, but there's a free summer. Coming up, you say that, but then the next season it starts earlier because yeah, of, not it, because of that because of that World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. We, we, it's not. It's but, off, it's but, freer. But to, yeah, <laughs> but to the point, you've not got footballers got having two weeks and then going away for for six weeks of a of a, of a tournament. You know what I mean? So it is. There's a bit more a bit more movement there if they need to. But it's the problem. It's it's a knock on impact because of the desperate need to keep spinning the money and keep having keep having dough there. Um, is a major is the is the major driving force. They don't give a shit about player welfare and to that point about the vaccination thing as well. And I understand where the negativity and the theories have become is like they don't they just they don't they'll put whatever they want into the players. By the way, they do anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> they run players into the ground like left, right, and centre over all of this, you know. Um but yeah, look, we had a super chat in from Tarek S. Uh, he says, if the FA says you have to show vaccination card or certificate showing you're negative before coming to a game, is that the same for players when they show up? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the vaccination thing is an interesting point, but if they're saying vaccination or negative test, the players are all being tested now. So the, the idea is not to have to get anyone with positive, positive, which is how we ended up losing Van Dyke, Matip, and um, not Van Dyke, Fabinho, and Jones just before the Newcastle game, and Thiago just before the game at the weekend. So yeah, largely speaking, it is it, it is the same. Um, yeah, look, it's a it's a it's a mess, and, and and you know again, but it's can we lighten the mood with some Christmas kickoff questions? We absolutely <laughs> will. Uh, we are going to um, I say kickoff questions. Maybe we'll change it to final final question final whistle questions. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have, so actually let's have let's well, we're gonna be talking about Leicester in a second. We're gonna have a a, a segment from this week uh, from today's final word show for you guys as well to get into. We talk about Allison and his performance and the mistake leading to the equalizer. Um but yeah, get some get me some send me in if you're in the live chat. I want some Christmas, good Christmas jokes, and I want some Christmas themed questions questions and we'll do some of them in a, in, a, in a little bit but yes short break from us and then we will return with the podcast 
Hey everyone, Mage here. Just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more, then my word, you can have more on the redmentv.com. Go over there, sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week, as well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears. The redmentv.com, sign up there today. The other player, obviously we haven't talked about Robertson, the other guy who could quite comfortably have walked away with man of the matches, Alison Becker. Um Andy, he's the save from Delhi Ali, it mm. gets better. That when you see there's the angle from behind Ali and you see the fingertip, yeah. you, you, it's going in the bottom corner. Because I think for all of the, I guess you're probably in the ground as well, it just looks like he's missed it initially. Yeah, no, I, I was right behind it, I saw the save, yeah. Nice. Um, it, it, you know, it's Phenomenal. There's the one-on-one with Son when he yeah. goes through. He's so good. One. He's, you know, and it, and it, the amount of times rushing out and just shut, shutting the danger down. It's another brilliant Alison Becker performance until he just runs out and completely misses the ball and costs us two points effectively for him. Yeah, I felt for him at the end because I don't know if this came through in the TV, but he sort of like came over and put the hand up to the crowd and all the crowd just got right behind him singing the Alison Alison chant as well because there's nothing to apologise about for his performance yesterday. Yes. He is the best keeper in the world one-on-one. Um, yes. Weirdly, in a way, um, where the player has to take it straight away, I think this is the thing with strikers, when they have to take a, stri- a one-on-one straight away, they're always um, sort of more likely to score because there's less time to think about it. I think that's actually statistically true as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you know you're in a one-on-one situation and he's time to get himself set. I feel like nine times out of ten he finds a way of keeping it out of the net. Yeah. And even the uh, you know the alley um, squaring the ball across the cane one, it's just phenomenal just to stay on your feet, to stay composed and then to get up and make the save. I mean, what a goalkeeper he is. And I feel like you, when you're ranking goalkeepers and you're looking at them, you've got your average Premier League keepers who you know probably save most of the things they should save, um, but not an awful lot else. Um, you've got sort of ones that the rung below that who are maybe making a lot, a few more mistakes from saves they should make. And then you've got like one or two or three goalkeepers in the world who make these phenomenal saves that they've absolutely no right to get to. Yeah. And that Deli Alley one falls into that category. It's amazing. I, I think I think you find this with goalkeepers is, and, and to be fair, we've had a couple of games this season. It's it, it, it's a na- the nature of how we play. Allison's had more to do this season, mm-hmm. and and he's had more. I've I've chanted Allison's name more this season than I have done in you know obviously obviously certainly last season because I literally wasn't there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, you can check the final word show out. It's a streaming right now on Redmen Plus. We absolutely slaughtered the referees. Um, and rightly so, because they were god-awful in the game at the weekend. And we had a good old chat about how amazing Joss it is. And a bit more about Robbo and the sendings off and why Harry Kane's a huge bellend. Um, so, yeah, if you want that streaming right now, just go over to theredmentv.com. Join Redmen Plus, our Netflix-style Liverpool streaming service. And you can get that as well as a whole host of other bits of amazing content as well. Um, right, we put a tweet out asking for some uh, kickoff questions. I'm going to find that because I've clearly lost that in the interim. Um, yeah, Ross put it out. We need some Christmas related kickoff questions ASAP we'll talk about Leicester after we've done a couple of these Um, Irish leaving at leaving Ireland asks you've got Sadio in Secret Santa when are you getting him ooh his goal scoring boots (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah just like an illuminated sign to hang off the crossbar that says here goal goal here yeah I am maybe a little bit of like Rogaine or or go the other way and get him a razor. I loves that. He loves the stripe thing though, doesn't he? But yeah. his hairline starts like halfway up his head. Well, listen, <coughs> would you would you take it? No, I could actually. I could. Joe's, la- Joe's <laughs> laughing at my god. I can grow hair again. I can grow hair. I can do sort of a similar from there. Back. I would love to see you do the Sadio yeah, and do with the do with. Yeah, the... but no, because again, I've I've learned not to do that. So yeah, That's no, I'm, I, 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 but I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go uh, shooting boots. Martin, uh, Martin at ten underscore LFC. What Christmas present would you get, Paul Tierney? Wow, good question. That I is would it. shit down his chimney, big time. <laughs> is that a euphemism or? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would take a massive shit in his chimney. I'd give and I'd, I'd go give him an upper decker as well in the toilet. Let them deal with that one. Um, what, what would you get? I was tempted to go for the old like pair of glasses, you know, like when you remember Pat, remember Pat Rice used to the Arsenal assistant used to wave his glasses at the ref. Yeah. I, like, I used to love it, granddad waving glasses at ref. So yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe not maybe not a pair of glasses, maybe an old person to follow him round, just waving glasses at him. Like yeah. you should be wearing these. Pay someone to <laughs> yeah, to follow him around. Uh, Jeffrey Stocker, which of the home alone traps do the ref team from yesterday's game deserve to walk into the most? Oh, the nail in the foot. Nail in the foot was exactly <laughs> the one that I was thinking. There's a great um video on YouTube by Corridor Crew where they make home alone uh, X, uh, R-rated. So they basically do the nail thing, but it like goes through his foot and then 
then pulls away and slices his foot in half. Like I mean, I'm... I've never, like, I've, I've never not watched, I've never watched that movie and not cringed at that part with yeah. the nail on the foot. Or to be honest, paint can in the face would be fun. Yeah, brick to the f- head. I mean, that's Three murder. Bricks. Only if he dies. Okay. Yeah. Attempt a murder. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay, get a minor to do it. Okay, like a, as in a kid or like a minor, like who's down like rock <laughs> chopper, <laughs> just a fellow yeah. with a pickaxe. Yeah, get, get a coal miner to do it. That's the solution to the problem, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Big on it. Um, okay, sad. Um, Annie's Anfield um, says, uh, "Who would you most want to come to Chris for Christmas dinner out of our team?" And she says manager included, which gives you my answer straight away. But is anyone in that? You'd like Jürgen for Christmas, would you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Because I've had, I've been, I've been quite fortunate to, I've had a bevy with him and that, but not more than a passing, you know, five, a few, few minutes of conversation. I wouldn't mind just sitting down and shooting the breeze with him and not having to think I've got this amount of time with him. What are the best questions I could ask him in this amount of time? I'd just like to see how conversation flows. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a very good, he's probably number one, obviously, in there. I was thinking of having like maybe Christmas dinner with Pepper Linders, but I'd be worried that like he starts getting the shakers and starts like the salt and the pepper and starts showing me four four two on the Christmas day. You, you know, you sprout that left back and, and you know <laughs> you pig in blanket and sent him in. So maybe, but of, of the if, if it was just purely the playing staff, I think mine. I'd like to see Andy Robbo. Where Andy Robbo like downs a few tins at like eleven in the morning, don't he? Before yeah. like before Christmas dinner, yeah. like he's, he's well oiled for Christmas dinner. Yeah. And then, like, he's either making fun or he's causing a massive fight. And either, and it's, it's at least it's I entertaining. Bet he is a massive prick when you're having like a family game of Monopoly or something. Like, I bet he's, I bet he's a, either stealing steals from the bank or laughs in your face, board, or as a board flipper. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of stereotyping Scottish people here, I think. No, I'm, stereoty- I'm stereotyping Andy Robertson. I watched him try to kick a guy's leg off at yeah. the weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a good answer here, actually, um, from Tom in the comments, saying, Joel Matip, this is the only correct answer to that question. It's a pretty, you know, I don't know. I, I, be, I would love to. That might be the right answer because he is hilarious. So even even he's one of those people who make you laugh when you don't even mean to make you laugh. Yeah. So again, you're having an entertaining Christmas dinner. Like I I'd think like I'd to go laugh. to his house and watch him try to pre- cook and prepare because I reckon there'd be loads of limbs when he's burning his hands, getting the turkey out the oven, and all. I that think kind like of stuff. even John Matter asking you for like, can you pass the salt? Would be make you, make you laugh. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's actually a dead sound. He's actually a really sound fellow as well, so that actually would be pretty would be pretty funny. Right, we'll take some more uh, festive questions in a minute, but we obviously did the build up show. Uh, earlier on today and we're having a little bit of a chat to the team I've done the starting 11 prediction as well you can check those out uh, over on YouTube of course um, or on the on the website where all of the content lives uh, now that we know that there's going to be no break other than if Liverpool reach a point where they can't field an, an 11 um, we'd had this hypothesis that if they'd maybe taken the 28th game, they're taking the Leicester game out of the out of the fixture list, we might have gone a little bit stronger for the League Cup game. Do you think that's a, 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 a pointer that we might just put a bunch of kids out for this game? Yeah, I do actually. I think he's if he's gonna if he's gonna be forced to have those two games, which are now gonna happen, he's gonna go we're gonna be play on the twenty sixth and the twenty eighth, and we don't know who's gonna be available for what. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a very young team like the under twenty three team. Like I wouldn't be shocked if that's what he did. Like 
again, there's 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 moral questions in that of just forcing kids out in COVID. I, I don't know. <laughs> against a team who've just come back who had their own issues. Well, get the lads who were too young to be vaccinated. Be, yeah, it's fine, whatever. You know, I mean, the government's saying they're fine to go out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be a very weak team. But again, it can't be that weak because we haven't got that many changes to make. Like, I was thinking the other day, it could be similar to the team that played in Milan. But then, like, half of them played the other day. The centre-back's injured from the other day in that as well. So, like... Well, of that Milan team, you're probably not playing Alisson. Now Phillips is injured, so you can't play him. Divock Origi's touch and go. I don't know if it's too soon for him. So there's already three that you can't play. You can't play. We've in just that game. used uh, Tyler Morton against Spurs. Do you want to ask him to go again? I mean, maybe you do because then maybe you think hopefully someone else is back. Hopefully Henderson the... should be back at, at least. He'll be back for the weekend unless again unless he gets unlucky with the. Uh, so yeah, with the virus. it's it's so difficult to know what what to do. My 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 only issue with this is because I was having a look at it and I, I had a big debate over who you got who who we who of the senior lads start. And I still think there's plenty there. It's the midfield where we're thinnest. So I think the back four pretty much picks itself. I think the goalkeeper picks itself. I think it's Kelleher. Then the back four picks itself. And the midfield is an issue because we're, we're really light on numbers. But you've got loads of choice in the front three. And I think it will... But it's how hard we want to go for this. And I my my fear is you can go too weak. But, and what you do by going two weeks is you make this a fucking huge slog for the other lads who you are playing. So it's all well and good saying, oh, whatever, you know, put Kay Gordon or put, put Muslowski up front or whatever, but we're still going to have to play a pretty Milner, Ox, Cater and Tyler Morton. At least two of them are going to have to play this game regardless. I think so, yeah. And there's a chance at least one of them then has to play it against Leeds. So you, you run the risk of... Running the legs off them. Yeah, and, and Canate's the same, or Gomez, one of those lads is going to have to play at the weekend. Both, uh, probably. Know, possibly, possibly both. Um, so, by, by, it's like, a, it's a bit of a false economy, I think, maybe going weak for this. Unless, you're just saying, what's the most recent on the 23 side? And it's an option, and you, like, and I, I, see, I think, I think Gordon will play. I think Kate the Golden will play. I think it'd be Minamino. It'd be ideal if Divock's back fit and available because then he op- he becomes the option. It wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to get some minutes into Roberto Firmino's legs, perhaps. Yeah, you know, he's only he's only come on as a couple of a couple of substitute uh, easy for me to say, couple of substitute appearances recently. So maybe they might see the benefits of saying to Bobby, right, you you run you you play both both Leicester games are yours and Diogo, you're having the 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 Leeds game. Like there, there's an option there. But again, you can't plan it, Paul, because we just don't again players are going to get injured we've got so many games like the COVID worry is still there and things like that like someone if someone gets a, a snotty nose over there they're getting, they're getting whipped out of that camp straight away because we, we can't take a risk on it like that's the problem if someone starts you know if someone chokes on the cereal and starts coughing yeah. he just has math suits around yeah, the like yeah, him. being there, yeah, being sprayed. Like a monster's ink when the kid has the sock with the monster yeah. with the sock on his back. <laughs> and yeah, like, like it, it, it's that, that. So we just don't know where we're at with it. I think he's going to, here's what I think who won't play. Robertson can't over that one, but he wouldn't have played anyway, I don't think. The goalie won't play, Trent won't play, Salah won't play, Mane won't play. Um, and I don't think Jota will play. I think those five I can rule out of starting the game. Everyone else is kind of like, Firmino fit. should be, should, you know, you'd imagine Firmino will be will play this. I, I agree. I Firmino think, yeah. needs a game, and then Gordon, and then it will depend on whether he's fit. But the problem is, and we've got this is the pro- this is the January problem, the Afcon problem. We've got too many lads who are all play in the same position. We've got plenty of bodies, but a lot of it relies on Salah just playing. 
because or, or Mane playing on the right because no one else is really that good from the right hand side for us. No, he, well, he starts okay, the Gordon there in the Norwich, Norwich game, so I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he does that again. You're right, but yeah, okay, mate. We are we're, we're, again, we're so insane. I, I, I don't know how many times I've said the word, I don't know, but I feel like I don't think Jagan cares if he loses this game. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Because I don't think he's. I think he's pissed off that he hasn't got the game cancelled. He might do it to make a point, right? Well, I'm like he did with the Villa Cup tie. You're making me play my kids' team. I'm playing the kids or the Shrewsbury. This reminds me of my winter break. We're all going on holiday. See you later. Have that. And he didn't. He didn't even turn up. So uh, it could be. It, he could even go as far as doing that. Um, I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. If he's going to take a stand, it has to be this game because he can't do it against Leeds and he can't do it against Leicester. Exactly. He's definitely not doing it against Chelsea. And he's not bothered if he loses because I don't think he give it, I think he hates the two-leg semi-final, which as a stand just still happening, well, by the way. This is the thing that gets me. So, they've, so actually, we didn't mention this up top. The FA have agreed to get rid of replays in the third and fourth round, which, you know, as far as traditional goes, that's actually a, a, a mad thing to, to, to potentially rob that of lower league teams you've got through and the chance of getting a, a big team back to their goal ground or whatever but we were joking before it's like if you've got all the all the sort of interested parties in English football around a table and then you've got like, the Premier League there and you've got the FA Cup and you've got that and then they've got the Champions League on video call and the Champions <laughs> League go, I'm not really to do with us I'll, 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 catch, catch. see you in Feb yeah yeah yeah, yeah. See, see me in in February and then you've got like the Premier League go okay well we'll have to consider like a, a circuit break and we'll have to consider behind that, all this and the FA Cup and everyone's looking at the FA Cup and going alright look I'll tell you what we'll do we'll make a massive consent session here no replays in the third and fourth round okay anyone else and everyone just turns and looks at the Carabao Cup and the Carabao Cup is sat there just twitching on its awful <laughs> energy drink uh, looking up <laughs> the ceiling and everyone's going and you mate and they're all rather than just addressing directly they're all being very passive aggressive so they're going like <clears throat> and he's got and they're going oh you want to get that cough looked at him have you had a lateral flow test and, uh, and yeah and it, like Carabao Cup why have you still got two legged semi-finals stick him in the bin you blitz it should never have been that anyway it makes no. no sense that because the whole competition it's 90 minutes and penalties 90 minutes and penalties 90 minutes and penalties 90 minutes and penalties here's the semi-final you know what we're going to do different why don't know. Okay, sounds. So it, it, it should never have been it anyway. You've got three handles on your cup. Just that's fine. You're different enough. We don't we don't think you're the FA Cup. It's fine. It's, it feels like it's trying to differentiate itself yeah. too much. We fi- the final's in the middle of the fucking season. It's got three handles on the <laughs> cup. Fine. We know That'll you're not. Do. Yeah, we, we know you're not the FA Cup. You don't have to be, try and be too dif- different about it. So yeah, I, I go that. I don't think Jürgen's that bothered about it. If, if truth be told, we don't know what Leicester are going to be like because they've had their COVID issues and who's still allowed out, who's not, where we're at with them, who's trained, who hasn't. It's very much a secret as well. So I think the more I talk about it, the more I think he's just going to absolutely spew it, yeah, and not risk anyone because also I don't. It's another know. day. It's another day, Paul. Where they're in the training centre together and they're on the team bus together and they're in the dressing room and it sounds so harsh, but it's almost like saying to the young lads. Don't give a fuck if you use you, you're a bubble yourselves, you're the under 23 bubble. We'll bring you into it and, and see where we're at. I don't know. My thing is, we just don't know what he really thinks about this competition because you know, we got to the final in his first season and we've never really gone for it since we, then. Well, we had the semi final against Southampton and then we had the that was Brendan, that was Brendan Rogers, though, wasn't it? I thought it was Jürgen's ones. I do oh. apologize. I think it was Jürgen. Oh, was that the one we got through? No, we got we got beat by Southampton in two legs, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we had the one where we had to, obviously we've had times where we've had to play the kids yeah, and sorry, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's it's but it's it's to the point. That's what I'm kind of driving at is he'll put a he'll, there's no doubt he'll put a rotated side out. But we've seen already the rotated sides can be quite good. Can still be pretty good teams. He can beat Milan in the San Siro. Exactly. 
and it, but it's whether we we go how it's just how rotated he goes and how it will show whether he gives a fuck. And I don't know whether because I I, I put out, I wouldn't shock me if Salah or Mane started this game. I would not be shocked at all. He's done, he's done it before. He exactly. started him in the San Siro and he started him exactly. against Porto and stuff. So we don't exactly. know. Um, I think a lot of it will come down to the fact that he'll be looking. He'll have to go backwards from the Leeds and Leicester games, hoping that no one else drops out in between them, which is a big hope by the way, because God knows. Because but who do I need to be playing both of those games? Who's going to be doing what for me? Right, anyone who's playing two, I know you are out. You are having a break. You are having a rest now to charge for those. You lads, you might only need for one. Well, I'll take a few of you in. Uh, anyone who's playing against Leeds, you're less likely to play this game. It's a big melting pot. I ultimately think it comes down to the fact that he goes with a lot of young lads. Like, would you be surprised if it's if it's Connor Beck's playing if he's fit? Oh, or, or, sorry, Owen Beck, sorry, Connor Bradley or Owen Beck rather. Yeah. Like Neko Williams, I'm certain will play. Yeah. I don't know if he classed him as a young kid anymore, but he, I think he'll play. And then you, you mentioned Gordon's there. We saw the lad over on the bench yesterday. I, 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 I was completely unaware of existence mm-hmm. until he came on the bench. Harvey Blair started in the against against Preston at one point. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he goes seven, six or seven young lads with a couple of backups. You still got to fill the bench as well, haven't you? Which is a, which is a thing, and it's just whether whether you go strong to start or you go off the bench. And it's it again, it'll be it'll be a. Sports science question as much as anything else. Um, we had uh, a great question here from Key to Start. One turkey-sized pig in blanket or five pigs in blanket-sized turkeys? One turkey-sized pigs in blanket. I love pigs. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, getting little time. you're basically asking me to eat the turkey nuggets. Yeah. yeah no. Shite. And I love pigs in blankets. Yeah. They're amazing. They're, They're incredible. I'm like, that's a big old piece of bacon. It's a big old sausage, isn't it? Oh my god, it's like a. It would be like a literally like a pig. blanket. Or it could it could be an actual pig like on a spit roast, couldn't it? With a blanket like a blanket a bit of bacon, bony, a bit of like. Oh, you you, you want a giant sausage? Your words. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. In any given situation, the answer is yes. I'm desperate for that. Um, yeah, absolutely gagging for it, Steve. Um, <laughs> I'm not a man to deliver that, but I suppose someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's um, sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, Chris McAvoy um, also said the paint cans and the blowtorch was his answer to the Home Alone question earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're pretty, pretty reasonable shouts. I'd be, I'd just be them, them referees having to run the gauntlet of some description. I mean, we did a um, Halloween themed show video with Lawrence McKenna and Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV, where they had to go through. Well, Lawrence had to go through. What's it called? Farmageddon, uh, which is what Farmer Ted's turns into over Halloween. Like, but if 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 it was real zombies, you could. Kill people, I'd be happy to see Tierney and Kavanagh run through that type of that type of world. But yeah, if anyone's got CGI capabilities, also just put them in Home Alone and make us all feel better about ourselves. That would be absolutely splendid. Um, a couple of quick questions to kind of round us up here to keep it the Christmas theme and hopefully bring us all back to a relatively even keel. Because I said this before, I'm not looking to solve problems of vaccination. You do you, listen, you do you. Um, but there are also, you know, it's also what we live in a society. Um, and part of being in a society is you make sacrifices for the greater good. You make your life fractionally more difficult across the board. And if everyone does it, then it raises the bar for 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 the whole for the whole lot. Um, Harry Lavin says you invite Roy Hodgson, Kenny Dalglish, Brendan Rodgers, and Jurgen Klopp round for Boxing Day. What alcoholic beverages are you stocking the fridge with? I'd let them each choose their favorite bevy, and then I'd have 
one of them. I try. I'd like to try all of their favorite bevies. Let's go around then. What's Rio R- Sherry? Shinzano and lemonades. I think he's I, a. I think like sherry. Oh yeah, or a port maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's whatever your nan drinks. Yeah, again, likes Erdinger from what we're told. Like yeah, Erdinger. and he, don't don't skim it. Um, yeah. Brendan, there are other beers are available, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Ian Clopton's monster. Let's fucking skim it, by the way. You the fuck once. Yeah, fucking. You skim it or put a fucking flake in it. Fucking skim it. Like spoon it out and put more beer in the glass. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ! I'm paying a fiver for the top of the top one. Um, <laughs> Brendan. Sorry, I worked in a proper like shit hole pub in Sheffield when I was in uni, and we other shit hole pubs are available. Yeah, we I haven't named it. Uh, it's nice, nice, nice pub now. It's called the Broadfield on Abbeydale Road. Uh, they do good pies apparently, but it was a fucking shit hole druggy pub when I worked there, and they brought in Star of Praman in oversized glasses where it was pint to the line, not pint to the top, and no one could wrap their head around why they weren't getting a full pint, and it was like it's like so yeah. Don't just, fill just tip it into the pint glass for you. Fucking fill your pint, Jesus Christ. So Brendan, what does Brendan drink? I think Brendan is a wine man. I think he, but I don't think he probably likes it. But I was going to say his feel... own juices. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brendan tries to pass himself off as a wine intellectual. But he's desperate for a Carlin. But he's desperate <laughs> for a Carlin. But he's the kind of lad who probably in his youth was around the back of Tesco's with a can of Carlin. And Kenny. Kenny Whiskey? is... I think Kenny is a wine man and is a proper fine wine man. Yeah, I'd say my answer is whatever Kenny Daglish wants. Yeah, yeah, and Jürgen, and I think Jürgen would understand that. Yeah, definitely, without without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Nathan, who's at Co-Passion, says we always play Monopoly at the end of Christmas Day. What would your go-to board game be, or do you have a family board game for Christmas Day or around? Um, you know, we've got recently we've got me and the, the kids got off off of Santa Claus with Udo and Metam in uh, in the Dobbies the other week. It was a it's a drawing game. It's like a bit like um, dictionary. No, it's it's not. It's not as hard. Basically, you both because it's kids as well. They both get a card and they have to draw the picture, and then the adults have to guess what they're drawing. It's actually hilarious trying to watch a three-year-old like draw like a pie, yeah. and then and then she gets really upset when she's going. It's obviously a pie, and it's just like a squiggle on the thing. So I, I'm going for that. It's, it's good fun. I'm all in for things that get people really riled up. In the in the Monopoly's just too long. That's the problem. With Monopoly it. is too long. The um, Monopoly Empire is quite good for that, though. That's a decent recommendation. Yeah, the kids have got the, the racing car Monopoly, so it's a race around the track. That's quite fast. You know, our go-to one in our family is Articulate. Um, big fan of that because I'm We've a big fan of We've got Pictionary Air, so you draw with a pen in the air and, the, and it comes on it the app. It's amazing. It's all, yeah, it's all right. Shit, shit then, yeah. Well, it, it, it just looks like you're waving a giant dildo around when you're drawing them in this. That's all it looks like. <laughs> sad, yeah. yeah. Um, Happy Christmas. Yeah, right, sad, yeah. Nixie uh, says, if you could be transported into any Christmas film as a character, which one would you want to go into that includes animated films as well? I want to be in the Muppets Christmas Carol, please. Wow. As a... As a puppet? As a Muppet, yeah. Oh, wow. I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, I'm a big fan. And I'd like to meet Kermit the Frog. Okay. And if I'm a Muppet, it's not as weird as me as a, as a grown man going up to a puppet and saying, I love you so much and want to marry you and, give you, and, and love you so much. I'm a fanboy. So if I'm a... a Kermit pu- fanboy. Uh, yeah, so if I'm a Muppet, and a, then I can go and be a fan Muppet. I think that <laughs> is, is, is more, more socially acceptable. So yeah, okay. that's, so yeah, that's the answer. I was just going to say the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like, yeah. That, that's not a Christmas movie. Ah, Iron Man. Iron is. Man. Is, oh, don't stop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've had the question and I've somehow managed to dig myself out of there. Yeah. I am a three. In fact, even the current Spider Man film is set at Christmas. Hawkeye set at Christmas in your face. 
I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, I'm eating camas, so you, you for your boots. You're eating camas? I'm meeting camas. You are eating camas. Is that what you wanted to get him alone for? Is that why you want to meet him? Uh, listen, meet uh, him to eat him? Anything's on the table. I can't I can't rule anything out. I'm a big fan of them. Okay, sad. I have F-Rog's legs in the past as well, so. Uh, following on from the Home Alone thing from Andrew w, uh, JB. In a Home Alone situation, which player is setting the best traps for Marvin Harry and what are they? I don't know about You don't have to necessarily... Who's the most up. cunning Liverpool player? Yeah. Hmm, good question. I reckon... I think Pep Linders probably is a big fan of it'd be, it, I reckon he, like, would be, like, so, like, it, it's too intricate, though, that he'd end up, like, he'd end up messing it up. Like, it's too, there's too many things have to go right for Pep to get it right. Yeah. I think if you want someone who's... It's, it's, it's cunning, but, like... Isn't yeah, he's got to pull the door handle at a 25 degree angle, otherwise, yeah. it doesn't ignite the thing, and then he just walks into the house instead. Yeah, so who I actually you know, I think could do it, it would be quite good at that one because I think he'd be like a silent assassin would be Allison because he, he's just such a nice man, but I reckon like he'd be, he'd be willing to like it's his house, yeah, he has to defend it, kind yeah, of yeah. thing, yeah. Or, and like he might take you over there with his guitar, he's got the righteous power of. The Lord on his side. He believes well, that he believes in protecting his home, yeah. and I think it ends him being like the honky tonk man, just whacking someone over the other guitar, like, oh, sad, or like yeah, Jeff yeah. Jeff Jarrett. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, slap nuts and all that stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think you've got to be some. I think you've got to be someone impatient, scamp, uh, scamp who's going to do it. So I think Robbo would do it, but I think it would be again an R-rated thing where I think he would get murdered because if Robbo was given that given Emerson Royale a, a playful a playful tackle <laughs> and tried to kick his leg in half someone breaking into his house yeah yeah well I used to joke like you know like don't don't play fight with with girls from Ireland because they don't understand the concept of play fight and you know you have play fight oh mess him out no like like and don't you don't play oh funny let's set some funny some funny non-lethal trap with Andy Robertson because you are going to get murdered in that house yeah. and he's going to go hey ah, I got you with that like miss in your face and, you, and there's just that you're just a bloody stump <laughs> on the floor and he's like oh alright okay never mind just mops up and gets on with his gets on with his day um, right look thank you so much everyone who's joined us for an impromptu red, festive Red Men podcast just about I mean, we 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 yeah, we we saved it. I think at the end. Yeah, we pulled that back. Don't be trying to with be giant sausages miserable. and meat and came with the frog. That's what you're here for. Giant sausage. Um, yes, thank you so much for joining us. It's been wonderful. If you want more Redmen content, because we're going to be here, we're going to still be making content regardless of what happens with footy. Uh, if you want a Liverpool streaming service to keep you occupied over this festive period, then do go and sign up for Redmen Plus. As I've mentioned before, it's like Netflix for Liverpool fans. We've got pre and post game coverage of every single Liverpool match. Um, there won't be a watch along for the for Boxing Day because we are taking Boxing Day off as as is the Redmen tradition. Uh, but we will be having post-match content and final words and all that in the week and days that follow. Uh, there is the 50 Greatest Premier League Players, a two-part special coming on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and the reaction uh, debate show to it as well on Boxing Day. Uh, there's interviews, full exclusive interviews with Stephen Gerrard, with Jürgen Klopp, with Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, with a whole host of Liverpool players, uh, managers, and a hell of a lot more as well. So yes, uh, rather than getting the TV guide and looking up what you know, you're going to be hiding from your family or getting snuggled in with your family to watch give Redmen Plus a go uh, gift cards are available on Redmen merch and uh, if you become a club legend you're entered into competitions daily competitions from now till Christmas Day to win amazing Liverpool prizes and you get in our Discord group which is full of wonderful individuals right thank you
Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Uh, let's go and get on with the rest of our lives uh, because the football is going to carry on and so will we. Hope you guys are cheery. If you've got any more Christmas things that you want to share with us, do use our social accounts. Uh, other than that, we will return for the watch-along Liverpool-Leicester Carabao Cup on Wednesday night.